0: In a 21st century world, it can be frightening to think about the amount of information people can find out about us. With a simple Google search, thousands of results come up about any subject. As adults, we have the constant worry that hackers are going to steal our bank information or someone will get access to our social security number. We worry that Facebook and Instagram are selling our private information. I'm not a parent, but I can only imagine how my fears of social media will grow when I become one. As a parent, I'm sure you feel like it's your job to keep your kids safe. You worry over every possible predator, even those on social media. You set parental guidelines. You check your kid's account. You try to keep them safe. We always see how dangerous social media can be. People feel safe behind that screen. They're braver when they don't have to face their victim. But what if the bravery comes from the receiving end? We acknowledge a victim for their bravery when they stand up to their bully. It takes a lot of courage to stand up to someone who spent months, if not years, making you feel less than human. You imagine the moment when you'll finally build up enough courage to say your piece, to stand up for yourself? Some of us never gain the courage to escape our bully's grasp. So imagine having the courage to stand up to someone who you have just met and they're trying to hurt you. Imagine having the courage to use one of the things we fear, social media, to record the voice of someone trying to kill you. Our victims today were brave enough. They did stand up. They have given police the biggest leads in this case. This is the story of Abigail Williams and Liberty German. With each case, we encourage you to continue in the conversation on our Facebook page, Coffee and Cases Podcast, because, as we all know, conversation helps to keep the missing person in the public consciousness, helping keep their memories alive. So sit back, sip your coffee, and listen to what's brewing this week. Before we begin our show today, Allison and I want to remind you about our challenge. You guys were so awesome for
1: getting us to our 15 written comment goal so quickly a few weeks ago, we decided we have got to up the ante. This one, our new goal, is lofty, I will say, but we know that we need to set our sights high. We want to get to 150 ratings on iTunes. We currently have 73, so what we're aiming for is more than double what we currently have, but it's only takes a split second if you are listening to us on iTunes right now click for that five star rating at a stoplight of course or a stop sign if you're driving but it only takes a second click it yes click it we have listeners from all over the world including a growing listenership in Sweden so while this is a big ask we know that you can do it It may take a little longer than last time to get to our goal, but when we get to 150, we will do another bonus episode. Just make sure that you follow us on social media, Coffee and Cases Podcast on Facebook, or at Coffee Cases Podcast on Instagram, or as always, listen in each week to know when that bonus episode will air.
0: Okay, let's get into today's show. Allison, the case that we're talking about today is another one that leaves me heartbroken last week's story was so sad and this one is more of the same oh i know abigail williams or abby was 13 and liberty german also known as libby was 14 and they were best friends and as i read their story i couldn't help but think back on my friends at that age i remember summer spent swimming sleepovers playing outside one of my friends lived like on literally the top of a hill and we would just play outside all day mm-hmm. when it was warm and we loved when the weather started warming up because that meant that we weren't like right under their parent, our parents noses we could get outside and yeah. be a little more independent um a couple of my good friends and I we none of us could
1: sing None of us could dance, <laughs> but we wanted to form a rock band. Yes. <laughs> oh, we, did we were in fifth grade. <laughs> we were called Leather and Lace, Ooh. okay? And Heather and Kelly and I we go to this. It was like a little bridge, but it was outside of like their home, and we would stand on this bridge, and we would practice like singing and choreography <laughs> and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, yeah. We thought we were pretty hot. I stuff. can remember
0: in seventh grade, I think, maybe it was eighth grade, eighth grade, that some of my friends, we too wanted to be a girl band, <laughs> and so for the eighth grade talent show, we sang um, "Lady Marm." What is that? "Lady Marmalade." Yeah, because we had no idea what it meant, and so like we were up on stage, like oh, singing no. all that in front of the school. We had no idea oh, what it meant. Oh no! And we more like those matching. You remember those like popcorn shirts that would like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We were pretty cool. Oh, my goodness. So, Abby and Libby felt the same way, just like we were talking about. They loved to be outside. And on this unusually warm day in February, Abby and Libby wanted to enjoy the warm weather. You see, Allison, Abby and Libby had a very special friendship because they had so much in common. They both loved being outside. They loved to hike. They loved taking pictures. They loved everything about nature. And I'm sure they also enjoy the fact that they did not have school on this particular day. Oh, yeah. (laughs) An added bonus. (laughs) So I can totally relate to them. I am a spring and summer person. So as soon as it starts warming up, I'm outside taking it in, just baking in the sun. I Mm -hmm. love it. And so I just feel so relaxed. So I can relate to them there. Like I mentioned before, on February thirteenth, two thousand seventeen. Oh, so the day before
1: Valentine's Day.
0: Yes, and wasn't one of our most re- another recent case around Valentine's Day?
1: Wasn't it? Um, I think with Alyssa Lamb, her video yeah, was released on Valentine's, on Valentine's Day. Valentine's day. So, so
0: many connections in nature. In the cases on that Valentine's we have, Day. Don't go hiking. I know. But this one's not about Canada, so I did break okay. my cycle there. Okay, good. This one is in Indiana. <laughs> so on February 13th, their plan was to go hiking in a beautiful area on Manon High Bridge Trail, which is just east of the small town of Delphi, Indiana. According to an article, the Unsolved Delphi Snapchat Murders, Libby had been asking her sister nonstop to drive them to the trailhead, but Kelsey kept refusing. Eventually, she agreed, and at 1.35 p.m., Kelsey dropped Abby and Libby at the trailhead. Libby's dad agrees to pick the girls up at the end of the trail around 3.15 p.m. So they were only going to be gone, like, not even two hours? Yeah.
1: But And you said this is a small town.
0: Yes, it is a smaller town. So, like, I imagine it, this brought back so many moments in my mind, but my mom came in last summer where we live, and there's a really pretty park that you can take all of these trails, and they walk around the town, and Mm -hmm. part of it's, like, paved, and then you can go off, like, up into the hill and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. And so I took my mom because she walks all the time. And mm-hmm. she would not, like, and there were families walking. She would not go up into, like, the trail part of it. And she was like, I just don't want to go by myself without some, like without your dad or without Anthony here. I'm just afraid something bad will happen. And I was like, Mom, you're so crazy. Like, what, And then what? you researched this yeah. case. And then, I <laughs> and at then you were like, and I okay, like, Mom was right. Yeah, as always, my <laughs> Never mother doubt. was correct. Never doubt. So Libby's dad, Derek, arrives, and I actually saw a couple different account some people say it was her dad that came some articles said it was her grandpa but they arrive at three fifteen to pick up the girls only they're not there when they arrive okay so maybe like a lot of the
1: cases maybe at first they were thinking oh maybe they just got distracted or they stopped yeah. to rest for a little bit or
0: and like you think about the things they were interested in photography and right. I'm sure it was beautiful so mm-hmm. maybe they and they're 13 and 14 maybe right. they're doing a photo session with all right. kinds I of totally selfies. did that too. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, they found like a really pretty area and they're taking right. pictures of nature yeah. or something like that. Yeah, that totally makes sense. So I'm sure that they were just thinking maybe time got away from them, you know Again, they loved being outside. So he thinks nothing of it when he calls Libby's phone and it just rings and rings. Because, again, he's like, you know, I'm sure she's taking pictures or they're making a video or something. Or even, I mean, gosh, Rodney always
1: jokes all the time. He's, because if you get too far out, like there's one spot right near my house. Oh, In a small town. Yeah, none at all. And Rodney's always like, oh, we can't get service there, but we can... Like contact somebody who's on the moon or an international yeah. space station. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. But yeah, so maybe he was just thinking, Oh, maybe they're wherever they are on the trail,
0: maybe there just wasn't service or something. Which I, I think mean, it would be. be a reasonable You're right. explanation. So he waits some more. After all, the girls are familiar with this area. It's a very popular hiking destination. And he had recently seen that Abby had posted a picture to her Snapchat at 2.07. So it's really not like, you know, we haven't heard anything from them in a long time. It's like an hour ago, they just posted a picture. So really, what could go wrong? Right. Derek calls again. Nothing. He waits some more. Nothing. Finally, he can't wait any longer and begins to search on his own. According to an article called The Unsolved Delphi Snapchat Murders, Derek sets off along the trail to find the girls, and on the way, he actually speaks with a man in a plaid cotton shirt to ask him if he's seen the girls. And this man mentioned that he had, quote, seen two people on the bridge. So you're thinking, okay,
1: I gave a description of my daughters, and here's this guy who's saying, oh, I saw two people on the bridge. So I would
0: assume... Yeah, so he's like, I gave a description of my daughter yeah. and her friend. Yeah. He saw them on the bridge. Okay, they so they just on their way. It's fine. They're on their way. But he's still a little bit worried, just mm-hmm. like I feel any family member would be. And so he calls in some other family members around 4.15, and they start a mini search party to try to locate the girls. I mean, I totally get
1: because now they're an hour late. Right. And if the whole trail from beginning to end wasn't even two hours. Right. I mean, we're already close to being double the time that it should have taken them.
0: Right. And yeah, I feel like at this point, like you said, you're an hour late and it's time that we start... Mm-hmm. Worrying, I think exactly. panic is setting in yep. now. Yep, So finally they do realize something is wrong, and they call the Carroll County Sheriff's Department at 5.30 p.m. to report the girls missing. They got dropped off at what, like 1.35? Yeah. So now we're four hours yeah. later. And the trail, they were only supposed to be on the trail for two Less hours. Less than two hours. Yeah. So in an article called The Snapchat Murders, Abby Williams and Liberty German, over 100 searchers responded, to the call and came to the area okay so now you've got quite a few yeah so now we're taking it serious there's aerial searches they're utilizing the remaining daylight hours oh so this is like get in get it started yeah like we're down to business later that same evening authorities began trying to ping the girls cell phones with no success so the sheriff later states that maybe you know. The girls' phones had died. Maybe they turned them off. You know, in 2017, that wasn't that long ago. Your iPhone dies in like two hours. Oh, yeah, it would not last very long. Especially if you don't have service. Right. At approximately midnight, the search was called off, though volunteers continued searching throughout the night. And Allison, I can only imagine the hope that one would still have in this type of situation.
1: I'm telling you right now, I would not stop. No, yeah. I would just keep getting flashlights, whatever.
0: I'm sure you're holding on to a hope that things will turn around, that things will be as you're praying, that you'll walk around a corner and you'll find the girls huddled under a tree. You know, in my mind, I would be thinking, like, worst case scenario is one of them fell and she broke her leg and the other one's staying with that's her. That's so and weird they that can't you said that because
1: that's exactly what I was thinking. That's what I would be. That's what yeah, I would, I would I keep trying to comfort that. myself. And even though that would be awful, that's what I would try to be yeah. comfort myself by saying is that maybe they were just hurt yeah and that when
0: I get there that'll explain the delay mm mm-hmm. You would have to hold on to any strand of hope. And I feel like in this case, it's the only way that you could go on, which is what we True. were just saying. I'm sure the families couldn't go to sleep, even no. if they wanted to. Between all the prayers I'm sure they were sending up and all of the searching that was going on. The official search resumed the following morning along Deer Creek, which from what I read and Googled <laughs> is the creek that runs under the bridge where the girls were hiking. So this is like an extremely tall, I'm assuming abandoned, like, train bridge almost okay. is what it looks like and so they would have been hiking over that and Deer Creek from what I gather is what runs underneath the bridge that they were hiking on okay at this point, everyone is still holding on to the hope that the girls were simply just lost.
1: Yeah. I mean, they could have gone off trail yeah. and then... Again, you
0: see like a really pretty place to take a picture and you wander off the trail. Right. And, and you can't get listen, back. Listen, I'm not good with directions oh, no. when I have street names. <laughs>
1: no. I do not go into the woods. No. Because I would not make it
0: back out. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> no wouldn't. I have to use my GPS literally everywhere. Yeah. Sadly though, Allison, approximately 1 mile from where the two girls are believed to have vanished, searchers find two bodies on a private piece of property oh. along Deer Creek just north of the bridge. Oh, no. Police do hold a news conference on February 14th, but they won't identify the bodies that are found. Well, I think they have to what, contact all the family yeah, first, I think so, so maybe. Which this is another like issue I have with social media is how many Families are made aware of accidents before the police contact them because they learn about it through social media, I know. and that infuriates me. Well, I just would never. If something happened to a family member,
1: I would not want to hear about it first from a stranger.
0: Yeah, because didn't Kobe Bryant's wife find out about from their accident media? from the news media? Oh my god! I'm pretty sure she did.
1: Yeah, that'd be awful. And then
0: I know personally a family back home that like the lady's cousin died in a car accident she had three young children and she found out about it because someone took a picture of her car as they passed the scene of the crime and posted it on facebook no. yeah
1: why, why would somebody post something like that on facebook anyway
0: i think it's i don't know I keep oh. my comments to myself <laughs> According to the Delphi murders, everything we know about the case of Abby Williams and Libby German, autopsies were conducted on the bodies. We don't really know a lot of those details. And that afternoon, Indiana State Police and the Carroll County Sheriff's Department hold another news conference, and they do confirm that the bodies belong to Abby and Libby. And they say that the girls were murdered. Oh, my gosh. In that same article, a police sergeant is quoted as saying, quote, there's somebody out there who did this crime, and we're going to find them. And that was Police Sergeant Kim Riley. So that same day, Indiana State Police did release a photo of a man reportedly seen on the trail around the same time that the girls disappeared. The image shows a white male with his hands in his pocket while walking. He's wearing jeans, a navy blue jacket, and a hat. Wait.
1: A picture of him?
0: Yes. Not a sketch of him? No, a real life photograph of him. And we'll get into that a little later okay so Allison here is the picture of him and I mean like I wouldn't say it's a very distinguishing photo no it looks
1: like he has facial hair and has a hat on and I mean you could see like a shadow from his nose so it doesn't seem like he has a really thin nose Right, but I don't know how big, because it's a little fuzzy. And
0: he has, like, I would say, like, an old man type hat on. Like, I feel like those are the Mm -hmm. pads old men wear when they golf. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: When even, like, the clothing, it's not like you can notice any, like, brand marking on it. Or, like,
0: he's muscular. Right, yeah, because it's
1: like this baggy sweatshirt over a t-shirt. But, I mean, that's a... He um, has dad jeans on. He does. He does have dad jeans on. But, yeah, I mean, I, if I had to guess age, I would say 40s Yeah, I say if like I had to guess. 40 to
0: 50. Mm-hmm. That's yeah.
1: exactly what I would say.
0: Okay, well, again, we'll get into that in a moment. Oh, but, no. <laughs> Allison, you mentioned where would they get a picture from, and do you want to know where they get the picture yes, from? Yes, I do. They actually get the picture from Libby. From one of the victims. Yes. Libby had the with itness to take a picture of her possible assailant. Which tells me that
1: she must have gotten bad vibes or that he must have so maybe been following something. them or done something that would make her aware enough that he wasn't just a normal person on a hike or a walk, that this was somebody that they should...
0: Be scared of. Right. Yeah. And so, an article called Delphi Investigation, Why State Police Say Abby and Libby's Case Isn't Cold by Katie Cox is quoted in saying, Libby was heralded as a hero by state police for having the presence of mind to begin recording.
1: I mean, that was super smart because, you know, when I'm scared, I don't even know. Oh, I would have been running. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I would have been like, like you said, had the, the awareness to start recording, so if something did happen to me, here would be this image.
0: And again, I'm going to tell a mom story. So, when Anthony and I were engaged, mm-hmm. I was driving to Lexington with my mom, and we have to drive from my mom's house along the mountain parkway, mm-hmm. which is, people that are not from here, it is like a two-lane road that is through the middle of literally nowhere. Mm-hmm. And it connects Eastern Kentucky to Central Kentucky, mm-hmm. and so we just so happened to get a flat tire. Oh no! And so we pulled over, and I'm like on the phone with USAA. They're, they're like roadside assistance, and she's like, "Well, what town are you near?" And I'm like, "Lady, there's no right. town. I'm not near a <laughs> right, town." Right, right. And like, I could not get her to understand. But this man pulls over. First he drives see, by, see, and that's what's so sad because you don't know if this is just a nice person, right? And in, and me, I want to like I see the best in people all the time, so I I'm do like, too. okay, this is just a nice guy. So at first he just drives by, and then he turns around and he pulls over and he gets out of the car. My mom's like, don't roll your window all the way down. And so I was like, Okay. And he was like, Do you all need help? And at this point I'd already called like the sheriff. Right, right. And So they were on their way and we were like, No, we're fine. And he was like, Are you sure? And I was like, Yeah, I'm positive. And like he's walking away and my mom's like, Okay, he had a red baseball cap on attached to this ear was pierced, his eyes were this color, his hair is this color. And I was like, What are you doing? And she was like, In case something happens, then they can get a sketch from all this stuff that I remember and I'm like <laughs> Okay, Mom, you go. See, and I would Get have it, just Mom. been
1: completely oblivious, yeah, i sure. Yeah, me too. Because I would have been worried about my flat
0: tie. Yeah. And well, how much that was going to cost. Because I was, I was <laughs> late for a, like the, to meet a florist, and I was like, oh, waiting, for wedding, yeah. yeah. It was bad. <laughs> so did you catch, Allison, that that quote says she began recording?
1: Oh, yeah. not took a picture,
0: but, began, but recorded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like we said, maybe they knew they were in danger. Allison, I can't imagine this. I feel like you and I literally worry about everything. How many videos have I sent you? Anthony making fun of me for running into the house when I go outside (laughs) after dark because a car is driving by my house. And he'll be like, the scariest thing just happened. A car (laughs) drove down the subdivision. (laughs) So imagine being on a trail far from anyone else, far from help, and realizing you're being followed by a creeper. This is why I don't go on. This is why I don't hike. This is why we don't like the wilderness. This this is why we read books instead of going out in nature. There you go. Is that
1: right there. (laughs) Bye. But, you know, you said recording, and that makes me feel even more like he must have said something to them. Because yeah. why would you not just take a picture? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And we'll get to the recording okay. here in a little okay. bit. So not only were they being followed, but I'm assuming they could tell this guy is dangerous. Right. There's literally no way that I would have been able to collect myself enough to take a picture of my killer, let alone record him. Right. So by this point, the police are dead set on speaking to the man in the photo. Like they right, because why else would that is. be there? Yeah, they think that this is their guy. And That's just a, what I would think. Yeah, okay. it makes sense. And just a few days after the death of Abby and Libby, police get a new lead. Okay. So, on February 16th, the police get a search warrant for a home on Bicycle Bridge Road. And I feel like this is kind of like out of nowhere, but they don't make an arrest. Hmm. So, the police actually say that despite the tip that led them to the house, no arrest was made. There was no one there that they suspected of any type of activity.
1: So, I wonder why they got this or tip, what the tip then. was. Hmm. Yeah. yeah.
0: As in most cases, and we talk about it every week, police withhold a lot of information from the public. And, like, I
1: get it. Because, I mean, they have to be able to verify that whoever's giving them a testimony... It's true. ...didn't just hear yeah. it on the news. Yeah. but Because, you know what I think is the most disturbing thing? Is how many people... Well, like, call and say they had something to do with a crime when they didn't.
0: Yeah, why would like, you why say would that? You, why would you want to? Yeah. First off, why are you breaking rules?
1: Yeah. Like, if you're doing it
0: anyways. And then right. why would you pretend like you did when you didn't? I know. Um, so, I get why they did it, but
1: it, in some ways, I always wonder, and we've talked about this, like, what if they had just given this other clue as opposed to the one that they yeah. gave?
0: Would, would the th- case be somewhere different? Right.
1: Would they have caught somebody?
0: questions we'll never know but on February 22nd they release even more chilling evidence
1: oh no I don't know if I'm ready for this
0: the police actually release an audio clip that Abby captured on her phone. Okay, so this is
1: something to do with the recording. So. Yes. Okay, we see the image. So now we have an image and a voice.
0: Yes. For like voice recognition, possibly. Yes. Okay. So we are actually going to let you, Sleuth Hounds, listen to the clip. And then if you want, you can make your way over to our Facebook page to see Allison's reaction to the audio clip. And this audio clip is pretty short, but I'm going to play it for you a couple of times. And this video you can find on YouTube, and it is through WTHI-TV, and it's called New Video and Audio from Delphi Murders. Okay, Allison, now that you have listened and our sleuth hounds have listened, what do you think was being said? Okay, well, I can clearly hear him
1: say guys Yeah. at the first part. And then it almost sounds like to me he's saying down here or downhill. And the reason why, like in my head, I couldn't tell is because... It almost sounded to me like I've known several people who um, have severe hearing loss and they've had hearing aids since they were young, young. Mm -hmm. And so, like, learning language, certain sounds don't sound the same because they're not as crisp. And so, like, the way he said hill or it could have been here and just with the way it was pronounced, I don't know. But that to me, it it could be either.
0: And maybe it sounded like he was suffering from, or had suffered from some type of hearing loss. To me,
1: that's what it sounded like, potentially.
0: Good theory. After police released this clip, they received over 1,000 tips. Holy cow! Yes. Even Nancy Grace gave her opinion. She stated, and I quote, We hear that muffled down the hill, down the hill. Why was it muffled? Because I think she put it in her pocket. Now they are only releasing a portion of it. Why? It could be an attack on the girls. It could even be their murders that they are not releasing to spare the families. But there's more proof on that video. End quote. Hmm. So it makes me wonder, what else is on the video? I mean, okay, either it's
1: too muffled that we can't tell. And I
0: think, like, because, you know, it says, guys, and then there's that, like, Right. I wondered if that's like the phone brushing up against like her pocket or it something. It could be. I
1: and mean, we talked a lot about this with the Brandon Lawson case because yeah. a lot of the audio you couldn't yeah. tell. Um so it could be that it could be that again, there's something specific that's mentioned on it that they want to hold oh, off, and so
0: they purposefully didn't release yeah. that
1: portion of it. Or it could be that it's so violent that it wouldn't be something that you would release to, to the, the public. general public. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, these people who are calling in, I wonder if they're calling in saying what they think it says or saying mm-hmm. like recognizing who the it voice. Like. But to me, what's weird about it is... I mean, obviously, like we said, she had the awareness to record this guy. He's given them the creeps. Likely, in my opinion, since she's recording it, he has previously said something to them. That was creepy, Versus just taking a picture. But what's interesting is when he says, like, guys down here or down the hill, to me it didn't sound like... It's not angry. Angry yet? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It it might be commanding, but
0: not necessarily angry yet. Yeah. So maybe he's using, like, a teacher voice when we when we would be like, guys, we need to get to work. I mean, unless it, if he's
1: shown a weapon, then it doesn't matter how he says yeah, something. I'm going to be terrified. And, and I'm, I'm going to do whatever mm-hmm, he says. Exactly.
0: That's true. But how many cases, Allison, have we covered where people have to recognize something The curtain from Amy's face. Yep, Amy Holovic. Yep, exactly. So, like, if they—and they didn't release that until later. Right. So, if somebody doesn't
1: see that green curtain, they might not make that association. That's true. And
0: I have to believe that someone out there recognizes this voice on the video. Right. There was a Delphi citizen who told Inside Edition, quote, somebody knows this voice. Somebody has to know who this guy is. We are begging you, begging you to come forward. We need to find out who has done this to our girls, end quote. And I feel like, I think that's a good point that
1: it said like it's one of the Delphi citizens because you said this is a fairly small town.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And even though the trail might have been popular,
0: nothing like this had happened
1: in this town before. Right. And I feel like you would have to kind of know this trail or you would have to know this area, which would tell me that it would be somebody from that area yeah, or, or at least who somebody who was yeah,
0: familiar with the area. Exactly. As I mentioned before, Libby and Abby were found on private property, less than a mile away from where they were last seen alive. So, obviously,
1: they were taken off Off of the the trail.
0: Yes. This, which may explain, like, guys down the hill. Right. You know. This property was owned by Ronald Logan and it isn't until March 17, 2017 that the Indiana State Police, the FBI, and the Carroll County Sheriff's deputies serve a search warrant at the home of Ronald Logan who owned that 30-acre property where they were found. Okay. So all of this is
1: going down February 13th. Yes. So over The bodies are found February 14th. Yes. But it's not until March seventeenth that they perform a search of the whole property. Yes. How does it take a month to get a search warrant? And, and again, if somebody is found on my property, I'm going to say, "Listen, just go come oh, into yeah. my house
0: and check search. it out." And I saw um, one article, and I don't remember now where it was, but like. He was reported to be like at the dumpster that day, maybe like while they were gone. I don't know. Like, because I didn't like look too far into that Mm -hmm. article, but I just remember reading that somewhere. And I think, Allison, that oftentimes we associate a search warrant with an arrest. Right. And we think think that. Just because they have a search warrant means that, hey, this guy... They have a is, reason. Yeah. Right. And that's not really the case. As I learned in this case, a search warrant is more of an investigative tool. Right. Like to rule somebody out yes. versus to prove guilt. Or like, you know, their murder happened on this property, so we need to Can be we able, find other evidence? Yeah. Can we find other things on here? So I'm assuming they just wanted a better look at Logan's property, and so they get the search warrant to follow, like, legalities. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't necessarily link him to the murders of these girls. Right. It was just circumstance, maybe, that they were right. found so on the So he's never named a suspect? He is arrested way later, but on other charges. Okay, so not
1: necessarily associated yeah. with this particular...
0: Abby and Libby's family continue to advocate for them and pray that their killer is located for the next several months, but the police don't really learn any new information, or at least that we know, about until July 17th when the police release a sketch of the man they believed is behind this double homicide. Wait,
1: but why do we need a sketch if we already have a video?
0: My question is... As well, and this, at this point Hmm. in my research, like, I even had to go back, and, like, I started double-checking things, because I got a little bit confused. and then you're like, why why do we need a sketch? Yeah, because I thought we already had who Hmm. we thought Hmm. the dude was. Okay. So, the person depicted in this composite sketch is described as a white male, between 5'6 and 5'10, so literally every white male. Right. Weighing between 180 and 220 pounds. Not
1: distinguishable.
0: Every male. With reddish-brown hair. Okay. And eye color, unknown. Okay, so oh. you're describing every black right. dude. Right. Yeah. So, I do want to talk briefly about people that were, like, kind of looked at as possible okay. persons of interest or okay. persons of interest in this case. In September 2017, according to the Delphi murders, everything we know about the case of Abby Williams and Libby German, police arrest a man in Colorado— Named Daniel Nation. are in Indiana. Yeah, they arrest him because he has expired Indiana oh. license plates. Oh, okay. Police say he could be linked to the murder, and they call him a person of interest. And it later emerges again. I don't really know. We talked about this before. Like, what does this have to do with it? But he was homeless at the time of the murders. So, like, I mean, just because you're homeless doesn't mean right that you're, you're going to commit murderer. a crime. Yeah. Right. But that's what the article said. What's creepy about this, Allison, is that his ex-wife says that he looks like the police sketch, but she can't be sure. So he looks like the sketch that's released, but maybe. Now, does this sketch look like the person in the Okay, I can show you that one as well. Yeah, so this sketch is based on the image that we got from the video, and so I mean, you're looking at it. And yeah. It's like every white man, right? That's around forty, shaggy, a little bit
1: hair, facial hair, yeah. but yeah. average looking.
0: Yeah, and I feel like it would be easy to say like he, this person kind of looks like him, but right, I can't be sure because this guy looks like. Every white male in America. Right. <laughs> so that leak quickly does fizzle out, and community members begin using orange light bulbs in their porch lights to honor Abby and Libby, as well as to remind everyone that the killer is still in the public. That would make me not want to go on that trail. Yeah, and it, if I were the killer, that's like a constant reminder. Mm-hmm. And I think that's amazing that the community... Stood behind this fan, these right. families. That
1: I much. completely agree.
0: I found one article by ABC that's quoted to say, quote, Indiana state police nonetheless downplayed the arrest at the time, and we're talking about the arrest of. Oh, of the guy in Colorado. Yeah, Daniel Nation, simply saying that they were treating it like any other possible tip. In a press conference on the one-year anniversary of the killings, state police conceded, despite their interviewing Nations, he was not someone that they, quote, care a whole lot about in relation to the crime, end quote.
1: Hmm. That's... odd phrase to me too Because I feel like If someone were not a suspect Then they would say No we've ruled him out As a suspect
0: Right I think it's weird That they say We just don't care a lot about him In relation to the crime Yeah it's weird
1: Weird, mm. weird
0: language there. Yeah, weird phrasing. Another person that's looked at in this case is John Miller, 59, of Fort Wayne, Indiana, who was arrested in the 1988 strangulation of 8-year-old April Tinsley.
1: Oh, so there's already here in that case a child murder.
0: Yeah, and actually the April Tinsley case was the first ever true crime podcast that I listened to.
1: Wow, so this came full circle for you yeah, when you were researching this. because
0: I recognized his name and like the town of Fort Wayne, Indiana because I have family that is close to Fort Wayne, Indiana. Mm. Miller lived only 2 hours from Delphi and looked curiously like the sketch, again though this lead quickly dies out. I wonder why. You know, I didn't look too far into why he wasn't considered a like bigger person of interest. Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure, but I Unless know. they could
1: somehow prove that he wasn't in the area. Yeah, at
0: the time maybe he had an alibi or something. But we do have another connection made in January of 2019, so pretty recently, yeah. when Charles Andrew Eldridge, age 46, is arrested for meeting a police officer who was posed as a teenager to have sex with her.
1: Let me ask you this, and I don't know if you read anything that said it, but when they found the bodies, could they tell if the girls had been sexually assaulted
0: in any way? So I jumped down the Reddit wormhole just Mm -hmm. a little bit on this case, and most people believe that they were not sexually assaulted because we don't have any DNA in the case. And they think if they were sexually assaulted, we would have some DNA. You
1: would have that evidence to be able to compare.
0: Yeah, and so people say that they weren't. His face—he faces multiple charges, including two counts of child molestation, and is currently being held without bond. Hmm. So—
1: But, again, maybe not likely— to right. be the murderer. And so
0: the reason that he's even kind of looked at is several people call in and say, hey, he looks like the sketch in your case. Which again, is
1: almost any white guy. Yeah, and
0: I feel like that's easy to say that. Police re- release the following statement as a result of the tips that they get. And they say, quote, it is important for the public and media to know that many similar tips and arrests of other persons alleged to be connected to the Delphi murders occur with some frequency in and outside of Indiana. Each tip, <laughs> uh-huh. <each cheap. laughs> whether it receives media attention or not, is investigated for any connection to the Delphi case, end quote.
1: So this has kind of grown in everybody who's aware of this case to where now almost any tip that comes in, they're yeah. like, okay, this is connected.
0: Yes. Several years go by, and the police don't release any new information that I could find. The police continue to search for the man in the photograph, and they continue to respond to tips that are called in. Police follow up on every lead to try to bring justice to the family of Abby and Libby. The community continues to burn those orange porch lights. Oh, I I that. But they're still doing yeah, all it. These years later... And then finally, on April twenty second, 2019, so not that long ago, people, uh-huh. police released a new and longer audio clip, oh. a new video, and a new sketch of what they believe the murder looked like. A new sketch? Yeah. So we had the grainy photo of the dude from Abby's phone. Right. But this new video... Shows the same man walking on the bridge towards the girls. And Allison, I actually do want to show you another picture and see what you think. Can
1: I say something really quick before you show this to me? Yes. And it is the police. I know the public hasn't had access to this entire clip, but the police have. So why would they release a sketch that doesn't look like what the guy looks like when we get a better look?
0: I'm wondering if maybe they have more information about the case and what they're letting people know. So maybe they possibly have information that it's,
1: that the sketch was like, yeah. because it was grainy, it was somehow deceiving. So maybe the video doesn't sh- necessarily show his face better, but because of tips and things that they've got That's,
0: that's the only thing, the only way that I could explain it. Yeah. Cause otherwise that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So, this is the last picture that's posted to the Snapchat account. Okay. And you can see, like, one of the girls up front on yep. the bridge. And then, to me... This does look like a high bridge. Yes, it is. It's a, I would never, ever, ever walk across this. My hands sweat thinking about it. But, to me, it looks like in the background, there's either, like, a shadow or that could maybe be somebody following them. And so, that maybe is when they start to think, like... Yeah, there's somebody creepy following us at this point. But that's hard to tell
1: because I can't tell if it's like a shadow of a person or a tree. Uh, This picture does
0: (laughs) not look anything like the first picture. So, um, Sleuth Hounds, I just showed her the second sketch that's released and it does not look, and we'll post these, anything at all like the first sketch that police release. This dude looks 20 years younger he really does i mean this one looks like he's 18 and
1: his nose is like a little bit more slim yeah no facial hair curly hair yes like curly hair instead of like shaggy
0: hair no bags under the eyes which you'll see when we post these like yeah He's a different person It definitely looks
1: like a different person. Even the first one barely has any lips. And this one, at least, even though the lips are thin, like you can see lips, a completely different chin, like a bigger chin. Mm -hmm. The original sketch.
0: Yeah. So to me, this looks like nothing like the man from the video. No. Which, again, makes me wonder, how did they decide this is what the killer looked like? What tips came in that led police to believe that this man was the murderer because they look so so different. different. Well, police believe, and like you said, that the killer lives or has lived in Delphi. They believe he still visits the area.
1: That's creepy. Which is
0: creepy. But I feel like isn't that kind of common right, with right. to serial go back to scenes of a crime. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah, authorities say that he's somewhere between eighteen and forty. Again, huge, huge. Yes, age gap. Yes, and that he could appear older than what he is because this dude looks eighteen. He does, but I mean, also, I've had students in
1: class who are eighteen, but they look like they would be older, both girls and boys. So, I mean, I do think age is very subjective, especially when you add in facial hair with Mm -hmm. men. I feel feel like like. I'm like twelve, so. But what's scary to me is I feel like the longer this goes on without an arrest, the more—but maybe this is good for police—the more almost cocky he would become, but then maybe he'll make a mistake. Make a mistake,
0: and they can catch him. Hmm. According to the article that we've talked about several times, the Delphi murders everything we know about the case of Abby Williams and Libby German, Superintendent Doug Carter addressed the killer directly, saying, quote, we believe you are hiding in plain sight for more than two years you never thought we would shift gears to a different investigative strategy but we have we likely have interviewed you or someone close oh. to you. We know this is about power to you. That's what I just said. You want to know what we know, and one day you will. Oh, I
1: close. love that. I, I know. I feel like he that. is, like, sticking it to because the Because I'm main, telling you then. Yeah, because it almost sounds like they know they're just waiting yeah. to get that one last that piece of that they can make an arrest or something done yeah oh I yeah love that. I love
0: that I was like Ooh. yes
1: yes it was
0: good <laughs> how many cases have gone cold for years and years for a new piece of DNA to come forward and solve the case or a new witness to go to police and arrest be made according to police Abby and Libby's case isn't cold yet we feel like the case is at a standstill. Mike Patty, Libby's grandfather, spoke out for the first time at a news conference at the Carroll County Courthouse on March 9th 2017, so just a few days after their disappearance. He said, quote, This horrible crime has torn a hole in our families that will never heal. It's the small things that seem to hurt the most. It's just natural to holler to them to come to dinner or in the mornings to get up and get ready for school, then expect them to come through the door after school. The silence when we don't hear their voice. I don't know exactly what happened out there that day, but I imagine there was probably an opportunity for one or both to separate and try to make a break different ways. But the girls loved each other. They were good friends. Neither one of them left each other's side." So imagine that type of love. We easily feel that love for a husband or a wife. We easily feel that love for our children, our parents. But how deep can friendship really run? For Abby and Libby, their bond lasted until the very end. Their love for one another was what kept them going in those last moments. Their love for each other was what pushed them to be brave enough to record the man who killed them. Now it's your turn. Be brave. If you know information that could help solve this case, be brave enough to go to the police. Abby and Libby are considered heroes. If you know information on this case, please call 844-459-5786 or visit abbyandlibby.org. Be a hero. Stand up. Help us solve this case. Again, please like and join our Facebook page, Coffee and Cases Podcast, to continue the conversation and see images related to this episode. As always, follow us on Twitter at Cases Coffee, on Instagram at Coffee Cases Podcast, or you can always email us suggestions to podcast at gmail.com. Please tell your friends about our podcast so more people can be reached to possibly help bring some closure to these families. Don't forget to rate our show and leave us a comment as well. We hope to hear from you soon.
1: Stay together.
0: Stay safe. We'll We'll see see you you next week. week.